It is Wednesday, November 6, 2019. Almost 2020. I can't even believe it. We're on podcast number 54 already. To kick off podcast 54, we're talking about the Trump impeachment. Yeah, I know you've heard it from a few news outlets, but what I'm breaking down here is what is happening in the House. As far as the House Democrats, they released William B. Taylor Jr.'s interview transcript and announced public hearings for the impeachment inquiry. The impeachment inquiry will begin next week, and they'll be public. They'll be televised, which is cool. I'm excited because I'm a 90s kid, and I remember the O.J. Simpson trial being fun to watch. The the little bit of it that I knew, just watching out how law plays out, you know, because nobody knows law until you've been to law school or you've seen a hell of a lot of law and orders. A couple other facts. Democrats pulled their subpoena for Charles Kupperman, one of Trump's former top national security officials. I don't care if it's Kupperman. I'm going to call him Kupperman. House Democrats released a transcript of William Taylor's testimony. The White House is beefing up its communications team to help defend Trump against impeachment. A State Department official began testifying this morning. The first administration official who appeared is scheduled this week. The lawyer, for one key witness, disputes another account of coffee and cordial chats. Catch up, tune in the Lounge-tastic to figure out what else you need to know. The House Intelligence Committee will hold the first public hearings in the impeachment inquiry next week. House Democrats will begin convening public impeachment hearings next week. They announced on Wednesday, calling three marquee witnesses to begin making a case for President Trump's impeachment in public. They plan to kick off hearings next Wednesday with testimony from William B. Taylor Jr., the top American envoy in Ukraine. George P. Kent, a top State Department official, said Representative Adam B. Schiff, Democrat of California, and the chairman of the Intelligence Committee. On Friday, Mr. Schiff's committee will hear from Marie L. Yovanovitch, former American ambassador to Ukraine. More to come, Mr. Schiff added on Twitter. So November 6th, he said, next week, the House Intelligence Committee will hold its first open hearings as part of the, the impeachment inquiry. On Wednesday, November 13, 2019, we will hear from William Taylor and George Kent. On Friday, November 15, we will hear from Marie Ivanovich. Is this an early Christmas present? Possibly an early Thanksgiving Day present? Stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. Now, what are the top two things you like about puppies? They're fluffy and they're cuddly. And they're just wonderful to kiss. And puppy kisses. Fluffy and they're cuddly and they're just wonderful to kiss. Puppies unique to all other pets. What would it be? Personality. Pets personality. As far as... What is the thing about a dog's personality that makes you love them up? I would have to say they're always focused on their people. So, like, they're they're kind of watching your moods. Yeah. So, like, they know if you're sad. They sure do. They're very in tune to your emotions. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that's really cool. Good observation, Beth. One thing I'm happy about is we found two great puppies to give us. They're very happy, Aww. good personalities. Like the mama. Aren't you sweet? Are you talking to the audience or are you talking puppies to me? Makes bed and breakfast. Unique and makes you want to go back to one. It's your customer service and a unique experience. Oh, I like that. It's your customer service? Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. That's a good good answer. Now, what customer service do you give that is superior to the other bed and breakfasts? Well, there'll be a ton. I mean, it'll be, you know, when the guests first get there, you'll welcome them at their cars. Make sure you bring in their luggage. And there'll be a, a small... Um, like snack waiting for them in their rooms. Now, what would be the snack? Fruit and cheese plate. 
fruit and cheese, cheese plate. plate. Fruit and cheese plate. It's hard to say. I really just looking for a unique lodging experience and want to want more for what they're spending. Because generally you're going to spend the same amount no matter where you go on your lodging, but with a bed and breakfast you're going to get additional amenities. I like that. I like that a lot. Pepsi is out with a new flavor called cherry vanilla. Lounge to sale. Lounge, lounge. Lounge to sale. Lounge, lounge. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Oh, no. Yeah, what we have here is a little bit of chaos. Um, I'm friends with one of the producers, Nadine Rajavi. Um, I became friends with her early on because I just wanted to, to, to say, hey, you did a great job with the show. Way back in 2013 is when it first aired. And I just wanted to say, oh, it's cool. It's a cool show. It'll never stay on. Good shows never last. Yo, listen, Lounge Tastic Podcast. News, entertainment, Lounge Tastic. Lounge it up. Lounge it up. Relax. To follow us on social media, head over to loungetastic.com. And for more about shows as they air and to see bonus episodes, become a premium member over at Patreon slash Lounge Tastic. That's Patreon slash Lounge Tastic. Hey, everyone. Happy holidays. Welcome to Lounge Tastic, a show that's all about amusing the world. Uh, <laughs> show that's all about. All that's amusing in the world. Like a show that's all about the amusing in the world. <laughs> News, entertainment, and more. Um, I'm Mila from Loungetastic.com. Joining me is the man who loves to make you laugh from Loungetastic.com, Lawrence Herstel. I'm here with Mila Tastic. What we hope to do is to entertain you and have you coming back for more. I'm Mila Z. Nice to meet you. And where are you from, Mila Z? Um, I'm from Glen Ellen. What is the most exciting thing to do in Glen Ellen? Look at the million dollar mansions and walk my dog. Yeah! She's too extreme. You might have to lounge in your chair a little bit more. The extreme level just hit you hard. So who are the characters on this show? Um, Captain Sandy Yawn, she's the captain of the ship. And then Hannah, she's the headmistress. Adam is the chef. Colin is the bosun nervous guy because he likes Hannah. And Brooks the brunette. Casey is blonde and she's a whiny baby because she pukes. Zhao is a senior deckhand. This is the third season of Below Deck. It was a little on the slow side, but the location is amazing. Ithia, Italy is breathtaking. Yeah. And yeah, it's so fun to watch their excursions. Casey was looking sick at the beginning. So they're finishing up dinner and they got this great Gatsby themed dinner going on yeah and of course honey is kind of being and the weird guests about that stuff. complained about the food really got on my nerves um why i don't know i don't <laughs> know if i could live on a boat with this many irritating people my favorite dish was the tuna tartar with caviar interesting he said guests um like these are the reason i live in a van i'm perfectly happy with nothing uh, you see brooke and she's kind of like what are we pizzas so they have to order pizzas because um because the chef, Chef Adam, yeah. uh, didn't have enough time to make pizzas for... Uh, chef Adam did not have enough time to make food for the crew because the timing of the dinner for the guests was so constricting for him. Because he's expecting the normal dinner time, of, for example, 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. Well, they decided to, to clown around until 9. Um, they order fries and Adam says, Big Mac is on the way. Hannah likes firecrackers. Oh no, fire candles because she, because the guests wanted it. Captain Sandy, what the fuck, Hannah? You're going to burn the ship down. The ship is the dinghy, <laughs> the banana. God, I love that banana. God, I love that banana. God, I love that banana. <laughs> You're doing really well. Okay, I need you efficient. Hannah's mother, Captain Sandy says. I need a burger for my bun. I need a bun for my burger. <laughs> 
<laughs> they didn't know what's vegan or what's kosher. <laughs> and address. I need a burger. I need a bun for my burger. They don't know what's vegan or what's kosher. <laughs> They don't know what's vegan or kosher. And addresses it. Small ass hot tub. I want club soda. <laughs> Give me a strawberry milkshake and a straw and whipped cream right now. Shabbat shalab for you, says Adam. Shabbat shalab for you. Shabbat shalab for you. <laughs> Fish and meat for the normal people. Grilled tofu for the veganites. Are shells Jewish? Casey asks. Uh, Casey puts Hannah's expensive clothes in the dryer. Hannah says, fuck my life for a third time. Procidia, Italy. Yeah. And he looks disheveled, like maybe he got in a nap and then they woke him up and said, hey, they want to eat now. Yeah. And so he gets up and says, oh, man, so uh, I can whip up some stuff for the guests, but I'm not going to have enough time to to do anything for everyone else. So they've got this long list of things that they're eating here. They're eating steaks and they're eating veggies and uh, local sea bass. Right. Right. So what what else do you observe in this episode? There's a lot of like rich snobby people who don't really know what they want. So it's kind of cool. He's cutting up a potato. See how he cut those fries? Yeah. That takes a long time usually, but he was hustling. He chopped them up by hand, deep fried them, right. threw just the amount of just the right amount of salt and yeah. parsley in there. Rosemary as well. And rosemary in there, and yeah. he's got a perfect homemade fries. And none of those fries are burned, too. I noticed that. That was kind of a weird thing I noticed is, is that, you know, if I make potatoes, I used to fry potatoes, there's always, like, little brown ones at the bottom who are burned. Or if you go to if you go to fast food, there's always, like, this brown, the brown ones at the bottom that are overcooked. Uh, they're always burning the fries everywhere. Um, but the other thing is that they're making a strawberry cake for somebody, and that's really special, so... Isn't that special? I like that strawberry cake. They they put it out there and they had the puree. Hannah brought it out there and they're getting Instagram selfies with it. And then uh, she's complaining about the candles not lighting. Hannah's like, the wind's too strong. And then the girl says, hey, what about the, uh, the sparkler, the firecracker candles? And so Hannah runs out there and... And, and runs back in and says, I know just the thing. So she runs out and grabs these things. She doesn't realize that these... Uh, like sticks of dynamite and they're emitting a smoke in the air because that's what those sparkler candle things do yeah she's walking around the boat in it Mm. and she's and then all of a sudden the smoke alarms go off casey rolls over and says oh my god you're ruining my beauty sleep Zhao is like i don't know what that sound i don't know what that sound is and everyone looks disheveled conrad sleeps right through it i thought that was funny sandy runs out and she's like, oh, my God, what's going on there? Hey, we got there's smoke and there's alarms. Yo, hey, where's the engineer? Turn it off. And then she says, I'm not having it. You know, I'm in bed. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to enjoy a nice night alone. And all of a sudden, the alarms went off. Hannah, cool. Hannah, what are you doing there, Hannah? You, why you got dynamites? So they're partying. So she she pulls Hannah over. She says, she says, Hannah, what are you doing? And Hannah's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that the, the it was going to emit that kind of smoke. And she and Kevin Sandy says, No, you fucking moron. Kevin Sandy says, really Kevin Sandy says, No, you moron. You can't light things on the boat, don't you know? You can't do it. And while she while Hannah's taking a reaming. Uh, the guests are, they got audio from the guests saying, oh, Hannah's getting it. <laughs> Hannah's getting it from Sandy. So, 
Hannah's really sad, and you know Hannah's just trying to entertain them, and it's a tier of service that I'm not familiar with is dealing with people who are intentionally trying to mess you up. There, these these are uh, low class people that 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 somehow got some that one of them got some money together somehow through an inheritance or some random occurrence, and they're on this boat and they're taking advantage of the one shot at luxury they'll ever have, and. And it just shows the low class they have by being disrespectful and classless towards the people working hard for them on the ship. To Hannah, are the croutons cooked in butter? Question mark. I must eat vegan. Uh, local sea bass. Sandy says, he had a nap. You haven't had a nap. Hannah, I hate these freaking people. The steaks are cold. And um, Brooke is sad that she's missing sister's wedding to work on this ship. So at the tip meeting, Hannah is really concerned. So the next day happens, and they're out at sea, and they're cleaning up the ship, getting it ready for the guests. It looks like their day starts at 6.15, which isn't too bad. That's not bad. You know, I've when I was in the military, we started our day at 3.15. They're washing the decks down. Super Mario. He's cool. I forgot his name. He's he's like one of the guys on these reality shows that kind of dips into the background. If if he's not dating somebody, he just kind of dips in the background and, and does his own little thing, and says, "Oh, I'm not I'm not in the main picture here. I guess I'll just kind of wash the deck and disappear." Even though he's got some wisecracks, like every every once in a while he'll crack a a really good one liner. Like he was talking to the Cinnabon. I, I found that humorous how he was, he was like, hello there. What brought you into my kitchen today? And he was like seducing the Cinnabon. I agree. And then there's like a sapphire princess and she's trying to make like some kind of Bloody Mary drinks. But I don't really know if she knows what she's doing. Why do you think that? She put like 10 tons of ice in the drink so it doesn't look like it's good. I think you're right. What do you think of Honey, the primary charter guest? She's very well educated and she seems very sweet. Um, but she definitely knows what she likes to drink because, like, they made her drink wrong, so she had to request a new one. So below deck, we have the preview scene coming up here where they're like, coming up on below deck. And what they've done for all these seasons, there's probably been a total of, if you combine both Mediterranean and Med, uh, there's probably been about nine seasons altogether of this show. They always show the tip handoff from the primary charter guest to the captain, and they make it look like they're getting a crappy tip. Well, turns out this is the first time they actually did get a crappy tip. We always see Adam doing culinary things, you know, chopping potatoes and fruits and everything and getting the bacon and eggs ready. And uh, although it looks like he's doing a lot of work, it seems like uh, if I had to take a position on a ship, I think I think that uh, the kitchen would probably be best for me for the structure. And uh, with me, I can totally relate to... Uh, Adam saying that he's irritated by the communication or Hannah's telling Adam what looks good, what the, what the guests want and everything. And it's just not getting through. It's either just not getting through or, uh, they're being demanding and they're, it looks like they might be doing that on purpose just to kind of throw everybody off. Yeah. And if I had to relate to someone, it'd probably be Hannah cause she's the head mistress and she knows exactly what she's doing and she's smart, but also friendly. <laughs> you know, she tells the, um, her, the crew members, what they need to do, and they actually listen to her, which is pretty cool. Would you like to be a headmistress one day? That would be a pretty good position for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So then we see them getting ready, and they have this K-cup thing. The, the weird thing about the K-cup thing above the sink is that they're all empty K-cups, and it's weird because I don't know where that arose from. It almost seems like it's one of these weird bet things where it's like, hey, I bet if we put a K-cup disposal rack up on the wall, nobody would use it. And the other guy was like, no, I think it's actually something someone would buy. Yeah. You know, they put it on uh, Amazon for 20 bucks, and someone comes by and like, oh, I need that. 
I always wanted somewhere to dispose my K-Cups rather than the landfill. Italy is so beautiful. It's just such a nice place. And Jaw is calming down now. In the first couple episodes, he was very aggressive. And especially when he drinks, the Jabrowski guy comes out and he is unhinged, to say the least. So what we have here, the other thing about Conrad is he's trying to, to work here with people on the deck to get the the anchor down and it doesn't seem like he's completely focused and captain sandy says oh canrad what's wrong there's something on your mind do you need another nap you know when i need some time to rest i always take a nap naps are my favorite yeah i mean they're definitely like working really hard so they have to sleep like every single day for like four hours so. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but the view is awesome and you know just looking at the beautiful blue water and enjoying Italy. That's pretty cool. But um, Hannah's always just so upset. So I'm not really sure why she's the headmistress at the same time. Well, she earned that position. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> every single day she says, fuck my life. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because that's, that's like her catchphrase. Because um, she's like, hello, I'm glad to serve you. What else can I get you? And they're like, well, actually, uh, unrest your bitchy resting face for me. And she's like, absolutely. And then she walks away, clip, 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 fucking morons. Fuck my life. Okay, now I get it. Um, yeah, this is definitely a great show. I mean, like, whoever wants to tune in, you're n- you're really, you're missing out if you don't watch this. And like, you know, it's pretty much three days in paradise. Well, it's a lot of work. You know, they, they work hard. They work 18, uh, 18 to 22 hours a day. And then uh, when the guests finally leave after a few days, they get to go out and party and they have got extra money in their pockets. Um, I try to do the math and uh, when they get good tips, they make about a hundred bucks an hour when all is said and done with their yachting salary plus uh, the tip money is, but it, it, it amounts to about 18, or it amounts to 18 hours of work a day, but it's a hundred bucks an hour they're getting. I mean, I mean, when the whole season's over, so. Nadine Rajabi is producer of the show here, and she posted yesterday that they don't get extra money to be on the show, but they do, in fact, uh, get more money based on their seniority, and the tip money gets spread out equally amongst everyone. So, there's eight people all together, so it gets split amongst everyone, including the captain. Captain Sandy helped. See, Captain Lee barely did any help in the preceding seasons. He would push buttons, but Captain Sandy is hands-on. She has a lot of respect as far as I'm concerned. She's a people person. Captain Lee is all classical management style. She reminisces about a time when these pirates attacked her yacht because they went out you know, to the ocean. She probably was near Africa at the time. And they were out there and you know, uh, Captain Sandy had to fend off pirates while at the same time trying to prevent somebody from killing themselves. Oh, wow. And because one of the crew members was trying to jump off the ship in a way that would have killed him. I don't know how that is, but maybe he was trying to hang himself, whatever. But then the Coast Guard had to come in. She has to send off an emergency distress signal and and have them help them in the ship. What they do is, when the alarm went off, Captain Sandy's like, Oh no! Memories! Damn you, Johnny Depp! Damn you to hell! Captain Sandy is definitely the best captain that this ship has ever had. I've been watching this show for four years now. It's just, it's mind-blowing. I mean, there's just so many people on this ship, and at the same time, they have a great, you know, they, they enjoy each other, each other's company, and they just have a great time, like, relaxing and just totally you know chilling and lounging every day exactly yeah what else can we say about what's happening here so they get the water toys out and you know they're of course they're demanding they're like yeah we want 
Well, you know, they're pushed. It's pushed upon them. They're like, yeah, we'll get the water toys out for you. This happens every single charter season is they get all the water toys out and then the guests just end up sitting on one thing or in either the, the uh, outdoor hot tub thing or the or the net thing that keeps the sharks away all that work it takes a lot of work to get all those jet skis and they have two little submarines that you could play in there's a red one and a yellow one sometimes they get all those toys out and the, the guests don't even use them so on this in this case you're looking at them all sitting in one hot tub that looks like it's got a maximum persons of five and there's are seven people yeah and uh that thing could pop which would be hilarious <laughs> and they even have a kayak so they're yeah. throwing all these toys overboard for them to play with and of course after all that muscular endurance right. the people are like yeah we don't care about the kayak why would we ride a kayak we, we we got the yacht exactly i mean like what lauren just said i mean i can't really explain it any better than that but pretty much they're having the time of, her, of their lives and just living it up every single day of like the three days um, it's pretty awesome like they're just enjoying the view totally relaxing that's what you know like most of america should be doing i agree uh, um pretty much everybody just trying to take it easy every day 100 percent. yeah people yeah. need to relax more people need to lounge it up yeah definitely um definitely watch the show it's 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 uh it'll change your life so how will it change my life just make you a happier person overall and you get to meet like different crew members and you know like brooke and casey and colin and you know, just pretty much see who the captain of the ship is and just explore a new reality. That is Italy, yeah. So uh, the third season of Below Deck was on the slow side, but where they're at is amazing. Uh, Italy is so nice. We saw Casey being sick on the first episode, which was strange for someone in the yachting industry to be sick on a boat. Um, and we had those first few guests which were we thought were the at the peak of annoying mm. but we were definitely um shocked that these new guests were absolutely the worst it just keeps getting worse and worse for guests um yeah i don't know if i could live on a boat with this many irritating people either yeah i tried but i don't, I don't know i'd try to live there with them but it would probably i'd probably get off the boat in about 30 days knowing me about 30 days yeah, or 20 to 25. It just depends. What about 18? I don't know about 18. Uh, all right, maybe 18 to 20. What about 14? Uh, 14 sounds better to me. What about 13? <laughs> no, 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 I'll go with, I'll go with the number uh, 20. How about 22? No, 22 won't work. <laughs> <laughs> so the guests didn't tell Chef Adam when they wanted dinner, so he took a little napsy. And so around 9, uh, nine o'clock at night, uh, Adam got shaken up out of bed and... He's like, okay, I'll make this. So he made some steaks and he made some local sea bass. And since he didn't have enough time to make food for everybody, they ended up just getting pizzas from some little, <laughs> the Little Caesars version in Italy. It was like little, little Lahomies. Yeah. And something like that. Little Lahomie pizza. Instead of free breadsticks, they give you portobello mushroom cuts. Yeah, it looks pretty tasty, but at the same time, they they were just like really tired, so they didn't want to. They didn't want the dinner from the ship, so. So Hannah lit the firecracker candles because the guests wanted it. Now, what firecracker candles are is like a really douchey way of getting attention for yourself at a nightclub or a restaurant when everyone else is kind of doing their thing, you know, dancing or leaning against poles. 
or talking to the bartender, um, the people who have extra money laying around will pay $1,500 for a $29 bottle, $29 bottle of Goose, yeah. but they'll get the firecracker candles on it because it it draws attention to them. These little, these, these scantily clad girls are holding these liquor bottles over their head and it's a way to, to say, hey, I've got money to burn. And it, and three or four girls with bottles with sparklers on top bring these bottles to your table in a bottle service. You sit there and they pour it for you and you drink and you're like, wow, I feel special. I feel wonderful. This is great. If only I could get Melania to do it. Yeah, it definitely happens to me all the time. Like I went to like about 30 nightclubs in the last like three years. And um, all they do is just bring like those firecracker candles out, and then they have about what six girls carry them or something like that. Nice, yeah. yeah, it's it's nice for people who uh, seek attention, who are dying to have fame. Are you calling yourself an attention? Whore? Not really. <laughs> 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 I get the attention even if I don't want it. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's cool. It's it's a nice way to celebrate in the nightclub with firecrackers. Yeah. So who brings you to nightclub? I don't know. I usually go with my girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and your girlfriends know people? They know a lot of people. They're in with the in? They have connections. Nice. So, uh, Captain Sandy is horrified. What the fuck, Hannah? Let's see, how does she sound? What's her accent again? What the fuck, Hannah? You're gonna burn the whole damn ship down. The chip, the dinghy, the banana? God, I love that banana. <laughs> You might bring down the yacht, but you don't bring down that damn banana. That oh, banana is my favorite banana of all. I do. You know Gwen Stefani? I met her she, last year. She knows the best type of lyrics. B A N A N A N A S. Right. She has the rich girl song too that I love. It's good. No 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 no. If I was a rich girl. No 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 no. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm not gonna well, I mean I'm not gonna sing it. You could obviously get it off YouTube. Yeah, but it's uh, it brings me so much joy to hear you sing it. Uh, <laughs> no comment. So Hannah's like, oh, I'm very sorry, it won't happen again. And Captain Sandy says, no, it's not, it won't happen again. It's a never going to happen again. <laughs> I remember that part. It was so intense. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess she should listen to her captain. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if she wants to lose her job, she doesn't have to. The next day, the captain says... You know, I was a little hard on Hannah there, but I guarantee she'll never light anything ever again. They asked her to host a party and to keep it lit. She said, no, I don't light things. The Captain Sandy told me way back in 2018 not to lit anything, not to light anything. And let me tell you, they're going to ask her to light a candle for a birthday party. She's going to say no. I agree. I mean, you never know what Hannah's going to do next. But at the same time, she probably won't do it again. Just because that's like supposedly her mother captain of the ship. I mean. Have you ever tried paddle boarding? I have not, actually. It's a lot harder than it looks. But once you get the hang of it, it's pretty easy. I'd love to try it. I need to go to the Caribbean this year so I could try it. Aqua Glide. They're all in this hot tub out in the water. And they suddenly want glass. And I remember when I saw that scene where they're handing them glass, something was wrong about that. I can't exactly, I guess, I guess the biggest reason they shouldn't have glass there is if they like cheer. I don't know if they like, if they get too rowdy and they like cheers each other and the glass breaks, that thing's going to pop. Like the glass is going to like pop the thing. But at the same time, you only live once. So, I mean, you just take whatever glasses you like 
and you just cheers all night yeah. long with them, you know. Yeah. That's just how it is. Yeah. Somebody else commented when the show was on here that it just, there's something went off in the back of my head. I don't know what it is, but it's probably not a good idea for you to have glass on that inflatable thing. Um, maybe because if you drop the glass in the water, you lose that glass. And if it's a specialated glass, you just, you're out like a hundred dollar glass. It could also break the inflatable, I guess. Exactly. And then you can, I don't know what would happen after that, but it could break it. Yeah. One thing I noticed about Chef Adam is he likes to use his hands on a lot of things. Uh, I don't remember Chef Matt doing that or Chef Ben touching the food as much as Adam does. Adam is like earthy. He likes to live in a van down by the river and he likes to, uh, to use nineties Bart Simpson, uh, one liners. Cowabunga. Later skater. All right, dude. Captain Adam, or I'm sorry, Chef Adam is not afraid to to get his hands onto the guest's meat. Right, like he really knows how to cook meat very well. And so what happened was the meat went out, and it went out to their table, and they sent it back because it wasn't warm, which is actually funny because it was something that just happened to me, is the the meat, uh, I cooked some spaghetti that we made last night, I recooked it, and I thought it would be warm enough because uh, I turned the oven, oven on for a supposed 35 minutes, the, my little oven. But that's the thing. That oven is being weird. When you push the on button, you have to make sure it actually comes on uh, because uh, it used to be it used to beep when you push the button. And I guess it's it's not beeping right now. Oh, yeah. So you just have to control. You just have to know like what kind of ovens you have and like learn how to work them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I put the food down and Mila's plate was cold. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I told Gooch, I'm like, take it back right away because I'm not going to eat this because I'm as spoiled as everybody else on that ship. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded like it. So she's buttering something, but she's really confused about it. Yeah. That was funny. That was a funny little scene there. So Adam is, takes a whole new turn on passive aggressiveness. They're, they're like, we like food. And then uh, Hannah's like, like they want entrees. And Adam's like, we're not giving them entrees. I'm going to give them a buffet spread and they're going to damn eat it. And Hannah's like, well, you know, I don't know. And Adam's like, they want damn food. I'll give them some damn fucking food. Like he's about to do something really grotesque or something. He was insanely mad. He was mad because they're being picky and they're being picky by choice. He, yeah, he couldn't control his anger though. That's something. He couldn't control. I said he couldn't control his anger. Why not? Because he's just upset, he's irritated, and he cheat because everybody wants everything from him at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So the spread comes out, and beautiful little patties are slapped down in front of them, and right away they're like, "I need a bun for my burger, damn it! How am I supposed to eat a burger without a damn bun?" And the the guy next to him was like, "You moron! Shut up! Stop! They're gonna do something to our food if you don't stop." complaining about everything and the other person was like the buns are coming the buns are coming and hannah's like i've got your buns right here but he wanted toasted buns though at the same time so he didn't want the ones that hannah gave him they want everything they want like fruit that's that doesn't exist like schnozenberries oh fuckleberry (laughs) say that again (laughs) i said fuckleberry (laughs) fuckleberry hen yeah that's my favorite type of drink One fuckleberry coming up. So then they call Adam up and they say, we need to talk to, they they say right here, they say, uh, Adam, they they say to Hannah, hey, uh, get Adam up here. We need to tell, we need to have Adam tell 
her what she can and can't eat. Yeah. And so, uh, of course, she's like, oh, Adam's going to love this. So she says to him on the radio, can you please tell them what they can and can't eat? So Adam's like, really? I'm about to stab somebody. And he's got a knife in his back pocket, and he's like ready to like launch into one of these ladies' necks. And, they, and the lady says... Well, I'm, I'm kosher, so I need to make sure that, uh, you haven't added butter to the croutons or anything. Adam comes up and just gives a thumbs up and is like, you guys are good. There's not one thing that's not kosher here. Yeah. And then he runs back downstairs and they're working hard. They're doing their thing. The water toys are paying to get out. And then, of course, we have Brooke with her. Brooke is feeling sad because she can't. She can't get to her sister's wedding. Yeah. So. Would you be upset with that? If you couldn't get to a sibling's wedding? I mean, I have no idea. Like, uh, possibly. Yeah, you'd be sad because they would invite you and then you'd have to decide if you'd go or not. Right. I mean, my brother's supposed to get married in Texas, but I'm not sure if his wedding's going to be this year or next year. So when the time comes, I guess I'll decide what I'm going to do. So one person says, I'd like a tonic water. And then the other person's like, I'd like club soda. And then the three other people jump in and are like, give me a strawberry milkshake. And then as the rest of the people are ordering, the guy shouts out, I want a straw and whipped cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Shavit Shalab for you. (laughs) Says Adam. This is for you. For you, motherfucker. (laughs) And Adam's like, he's like doing a a food channel thing. He's like, we have local sea bass for these people. We have steaks for these people. And we have grilled tofu for the veganites. But there's only fish and meat for the normal people. And um, then he's like, are all shells Jewish? (laughs) No, Casey asks. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. That's the chick Casey. She said that. She goes, are all shells Jewish? And then she, Casey puts Hannah's expensive clothes in the dryer. And then Hannah says again, she goes, fuck my life for the third time. Yeah. So that's her catchphrase officially. Right. Right. Like she, she can't handle herself. So she, every, every two minutes she's saying, fuck my life. Right. Well, that's the whole, that's the whole thing about it is that she's nice with the people and, and they're like, they're like, Hannah, fuck you and everything you stand for. And then Hannah's like, oh, that's wonderful. By the way, that's that's banana here. I don't know why that won't work. Look at how cool that looks. Look really close. See that banana? Oh. That's the banana. That's the real banana right there. I've never seen it before. This gets towed behind either the uh, the dinghy or gets towed behind a jet ski and it's really fun it looks like. It looks like an awesome banana. I wanted to I want to take a ride on it. The first time I saw a banana was Hulk Hogan riding a banana on Hogan Knows Best. Yeah. The show came out in like 2009 or something. I met Hulk Hogan in 2011. He's a very cool person. Explain to us what happened. His girlfriend was there. I couldn't do anything else. He lowered his trousers and said, Did you ever meet the little Hulk? Shut up, Law. I don't want to talk to you anymore. He knows what's going on, brother. I always talk to it in the morning. What up, little Hulk? (laughs) What you gonna do, brother? (laughs) He was really nice to me. We just had a picture with each other and it was like thumbs up. That's it. Very nice. I saw that picture. Yeah. He, he liked you. He almost he almost traded in his new girl, Jennifer, for <laughs> for, for for Mila Tastic. Mila Peel. So we sat down and we watched an entire show together called Evil Genius. Yeah. The most diabolical bank heist in history. And the title is slightly misleading on a couple of counts, but that's okay, I'll let that go. Uh, it turns out to be a great Netflix show and 
we're at the point now, hey, it's almost July. If you haven't seen it by now, you, you probably heard through the grapevine that sure enough, it's the woman that was the mastermind behind all this. She was actually a mathematical and literary genius. And she came up with this idea to extort money from this, from this bank. And they decided to use a pizza delivery boy to, a pizza delivery man to, to get their money to, cause she felt she was owed $250,000 from the bank. Like right. they had, they didn't get, they, she didn't get that money because her dad decided to give that money to the neighborhood people instead of her. Right. So she had expected it her whole life. So her response to that was to, to do a bank heist and she got all these men to do her bidding and she had complete control over her husband. And we come to find out that three men in her life were murdered. She put one guy in a freezer and in the eighties she killed both of her uh, male interests, love interests. Yeah, the male strippers that she met at the strip club. Was that true? No. Okay. Good enough. Close enough. <laughs> See, I told you this would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. Definitely. <laughs> it gets better as time goes on. You yeah. see how much fun I'm having with it. Yeah. Casey in her infinite wisdom says, are shells Jewish? Like, can we have shoot or, you know, so I don't know if she's talking about the, the part of it that where it's, uh, is it kosher? Is it Jewish? Whatever. But she's asking, and even if they weren't, I mean, it's a shell. You're out in the ocean. It should be a, it's like a, it's fixings for a, for a nice meal here. It's nice to have it sitting next to the fixings for this nice meal here is shells. A little starfish. Starfish! I love you, starfish! <laughs> One day I was walking in the ocean and I stepped, I almost stepped on a little fella. His name was Starfish. She could have asked if the shells were like German or like Filipino or Serbian shells, but she just had to say Jewish. So yeah, because she, I well, probably because there are a lot of Jewish people on the ship. And that prudish guy was like, he said to Hannah, he said, uh, "Are the croutons cooked in butter? Did he did he rub any butter on the croutons?" I gotta eat vegan, you know. I'll eat the sea bass, but if there's any butter anywhere near me, uh, it came from an animal, and that's against my everything. So Hannah said, "I'll go check," and she went down. That's what she was talking about. Remember the part we saw at the end here, where, where she said, where the uh, guest says they were supposed to go check on things. Mm -hmm. Well, they did that like nine times, where the people right. said, "Can you go check on that for me?" Right. And they never came back to to, to follow up on things. Yeah, I didn't really catch that, but it's good you mentioned that, Lawrence. That's awesome. So Hannah dealt with all their bullshit they're dishing out, and as she's walking away, she says, I hate these people. And she has to go up to Adam and say, these steaks are cold, Adam. And Adam's like, no, they're not really cold. The people are complaining. They went from my galley to the table and all the way back to my galley, and they're still warm. And he plops a big chunk of his hand on top of their meat, on both meats, and he's like, "No, this is warm meat. I've put my hand on meat, warm meat before, and I, I'm a warm meat expert." Yeah, I mean, I guess Adam really knows what he's doing, so that's a good thing. I, I mean, Hannah can trust him if she wants to, but she doesn't have to. Anyway, she goes, "Are the croutons cooked in butter? Because I must eat vegan." Well, Hannah, she also hates the people on the ship, and then she goes, "Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Everything's good. And keep in mind, this is all happening in Procidia, Italy, which is a gorgeous spot. I haven't been there. Uh, the closest I went, I went to, I flew into Florence from Frankfurt. So that was kind of cool. 
Uh, Ryanair used to have penny flights, so I only paid a penny to get there. And then I went to uh, Pisa, Italy, where Leaning Tower is. Oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And then I had to go right away because timing was off. I think timing really sucked. I think I got called in. as I was in U.S. Air Force at the time, and they kept calling me in at the worst possible times that's horrible because like you need good timing for everything in life so you know um yeah speaking of bad timing brooke is saying that she's gonna miss her sister's wedding so it really kind of sucks um that she's gonna miss it because um she's got to work she's making good money but her sister decided to squeak in a wedding during her yachting time yeah definitely i mean like you never know. Maybe she could work around her schedule and get there in time. That would be pretty cool. So she doesn't have to cry about it all day long. Next time, if her, if her other sister gets married. All right. Well, if she has two sisters, then that's better. So Brooke is obviously afflicted by this. And the guests are like, Brooke, you've been quiet. Of course, they've known Brooke for about one day now. And so they don't know if she's a quiet person or not. So they're all like, Brooke, you're quiet. And she's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And they're like, Brooke, Brooke, no, you're really quiet. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm really fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And and they're like, and she's trying to walk away. And the people are like, no, Brooke, Brooke, you're quiet. <laughs> and she's walking away. Well, she just didn't get enough sleep. You know, she's just been like working so hard on the ship. So that's why like she's in the mood that she's in and nobody understands her. So Yeah, I'm happy to usher Honey away. And she uh, decided to give the workers their run for their money on here because she could be cool. Guests don't have to be like this. Guests can be really cool. It can just be about something funny like we've seen in other episodes where be nice to the people serving you and then um, and then you just give a nice tip and then you leave. You know, you had a good time. You got to spoil some of your friends. So we're at the part now where the captain says to Conrad, Conrad, did you get a nap in? And Conrad's like, yep, yep, yep. Fifteen minutes ago, yeah, I did the nap thing where you close your you close your Close your eyes, and then um, Captain Sandy says, "Well, you didn't get enough. You didn't get as much nap time in as Jow. You know why I like Jow? Because his name rhymes with Wow, Wow Jow, and like Bow Wow too. Like Bow Wow too. Yeah. <laughs> we just high fived. I like that. I like when she makes jokes. She's funny, Mila. You're very funny. Yeah, I'm a comedian. That's my second job, but I just do it on the side for myself. So. Nice." Yeah. So Casey is finally working, which is good because she was faking a sickness, in my opinion. Even when you're sick, you can still work. I know I've been seasick before, mm-hmm. one time in my life, and I know how it feels, but you can still do stuff. You're there to work, and Hannah is not even supposed to be the one uh, setting everything. Hannah's supposed to be laying back and telling the girls what to do, mm-hmm. but these girls are so new that they're not able to answer the questions properly or pour the drinks right or... Or do the right order. The women get fed first. Everyone gets explained what they're eating. So if they're eating like a beef tenderloin, they get explained that. Yeah. And I love that sauce that's on top. I could just, I could taste it in my mouth right now. It's like a wine sauce. Mm. On that cut of steak to me is heaven on earth. I agree. Um, but I'd have it on chicken because I don't like steak very much. Okay. Why is Adam putting steaks in the oven? Because he's trying to cook the food for her. I thought he already cooked the food. No, the steaks are cold, she told him. Hannah says that she hates the people and that she said the steaks are so cold that he needs to cook them again. These steaks are so cold that I got frostbite just by looking at it. <laughs> That's so fucking true. These steaks are so cold that a polar bear refused to eat it five minutes ago. <laughs> well, I went to Antarctica last year and I've, I've seen colder steaks. 
That steak was so cold that an ice cube refused to melt on it. Um, that steak was so cold, I could make an Anthony Bourdain joke and it'd be less cold. I don't agree with that. <laughs> on Anthony Bourdain, hey, I miss you, man. Uh, I thought you were cool. I thought when you first got introduced to cable TV and to the big world 15 or 16 years ago, I, I kind of thought he was a little over the top. I thought he was acting. I wasn't sure if his past was real or not because I mentioned he had substance abuse problems. But I wanted to go with it, and I enjoy food as much as the next person. I've been too busy to watch his show. I work, actually, three jobs now, so it's kind of hard to get involved with watching any show. This show is hard to catch up on, this Below Deck show that we're reviewing here. But I get it in as much as I can. It's fun to watch, and it's fun to kind of imagine you're on a journey with them. Yeah, I'd definitely love to do this one day, like, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Probably later this year, maybe, like, September, October. Yeah, we'll do it September 15th. How does that sound? Sounds pretty pretty amazing to me. Yeah. Adam is all concentrated on work. On, in, in time past, he's been able to kind of hit on girls who work with him on the ship. But this time, it's all about uh, getting the food in because he's, he barely has enough time. Um, so finally, Casey gets to do her job. So she's getting paid 100 bucks an hour to pretend like she's puking in a bucket, which I didn't see anything come out. That's why I think she's faking it. Finally, they have a request for her, and they're like, we'd like a Sprite, please. And her response really kind of irritates me because she's like, ah. Because all they want is a Sprite and a water. And look at her face. She's like, ah, okay. And it's like, what is your problem? You should be giving them first class service. That's not service. That's, that's being, that's like working at a fast food place. So she's kind of taking the easy way out. I'm not sure if she knows what she's doing. Good way to put it. She doesn't know what her job is. That's right. I think you're right. Yeah, she think. well, not everybody knows. She thinks she's a stewardess, but she's really not. Or she doesn't know how to work her job, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is her first time. They they mentioned on a, on a couple episodes ago that she fudged her resume. Yeah. So so she pretended like she was a barista at Starbucks, but uh, the only thing she did is she likes a barista at Starbucks, so she put that on her resume as barista training. But all it really was is a barista saying, "Would you like an extra syrup pump?" And she said, "Yes, I would." And she wrote that on her resume: barista aficionaire, aficionado. So here we have the banana. They're cruising down the lane. And I thought that's cool because you can fit like six or seven people on the banana at once. And then the other little boat pulls yeah. you. I think it's called a dinghy. I'm not sure. Well, it's a, a, the little bird. The little dinghy boat pulls you or the jet ski can pull you along. So I find that really cool. Yeah, I think it's awesome too. I mean, you can go like just enjoy the views for like three hours. For like three hours. Yeah. Just three. Just three. <laughs> not two and a half. Not four. Three. Definitely three hours. So what do we have here? Oh, uh, what the hell is it? Oh, Conrad and Hannah are getting to know each other, and they've already kissed once after their first outing, that first charter. Uh, they went out, and they're talking to each other. Conrad is distancing himself because he knows about Hannah's ways. She kind of, she's kind of like uh, a sneak. She sneaks up on all the men on the boat. Like she, she has one drink, and she automatically becomes a horn dog she's extremely horny off, off one drink she can't handle her alcohol so yeah see the k-cup thing yeah. that's cool it's a design it's like an x and y chromosome definitely i think i lack a few of those chromosomes i think i've got like 18 chromosomes i only have the x's 
<laughs> I have a dud. I'm a guy. I only... <laughs> I don't know what he has. So prior to Charter, Hannah told... What's her name? Uh, Casey. Oh, Casey. Good job. So prior, prior to the Charter season... Hannah said, whatever you do, I have delicate wares. I have hundreds of dollars worth of designer clothes that can't be ruined. And you can't put them in where you put the other clothes because they'll ruin them. She has Gucci. She has Fendi. She has Prada. She has Versace. I have a lot of Versace, too. She has Kate Spade. That, too. They're on a huge ship. It's called Talisman. Good job. Wow. You're starting to become a good one. Yeah, I'm really good. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, we see a captain, and she's trying to navigate the ship, and you get to see the views of all the beautiful buildings in Italy, wherever they're at. Um, I think they're in Provincia now. Oh, that's right. It's Provincia, yes. And there's yellow, like, just like a lot of, like, yellow uh, buildings there that are really pretty, like apartment homes. And pink, not just yellow, pink, too. We're doing a lot of hand signals, which is kind of funny because this captain likes the, all the hand signals, and Captain Lee says he doesn't want people to be doing hand signals, which doesn't make sense because hand signals are part of the process. Captain Lee wanted everybody to know what's going on at all times without having to, um, without having to, to make a hand gesture. Captain Lee thinks it's uh, fruity for a man to make a hand gesture to show that the anchor's up and they're coming in and the lines got thrown up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how fruity it is, but, you know, I guess Captain Lee's, uh, <laughs> Lee has his own thing. So they're coming in now to the port and they're backing it in because that's how you do it. You back that ass up when you're going into the port. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you have to do that. Otherwise, you can't get in. Uh, so Conrad looks like he's back on track now. Maybe he, uh, he and Hannah finally got their nut off. So they're here, and they're uh, lining up with, I forget what those are called. Do you know what those are called? Cleats? Uh-huh. I think they, 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 they wrap the ropes around the cleats in order to uh, have the ship removing while they're in port. See, I'm, I've never been a seaman, so I don't, I don't know. I almost joined the Navy. I definitely wanted to join the Air Force, so instead. I figured my lifestyle would be better, and it was. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Got to stay in a four-star hotel all four years in the military, so that's good. After basic. Basic training was a bunch of sweaty men, stinky, disgusting. Yeah. And then, um, and then I got the, my first duty station after tech school was a four-star hotel. And we had a cafeteria, and so I, my favorite thing was to eat omelets in the middle of the night because they didn't close the cafeteria until midnight or one o'clock. So eleven o'clock at night, every time I would go in there for the night shift guys. Mm-hmm. So I would go in there at eleven or maybe closer to midnight and and get an omelet. And the girl was real friendly. It's an air, actual Air Force job as an omelet maker. Oh wow, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. If you talk to someone who's that job, they'd call. They'd say it's services. Services is a job. When in reality, it's uh, you know, it's one girl's job to make omelets, and she was happy and smiling. And now, when I say omelet, they had everything. It was an omelet bar, so you get to pick everything. They had everything you could possibly put in an omelet lined up. Well, like onions, shredded cheese, and avocado. Shredded cheese, avocado. Mushrooms, onions, chicken, beef, steak, 
all that stuff was just lined up and you just told them what you wanted in there and they they put it in so here we are uh oftentimes on the show they get a tip and it's in a big thick envelope in this case it's a small envelope and we're led to believe by the by the preview here that coming up on below deck a crappy tip is given. And of course, we've been tricked 19 times before on this show because we always think it's going to be a crappy tip by the way they, the editors make it look. And it's usually always an excellent tip. Well, in this case, they sit down for the tip meeting with champagne for some reason. That's weird that they ha- they're drinking champagne because Captain Lee wants it to be all military organized, whereas Captain Sandy wants it to be relaxed and cool and everything. So they sit down for the tip meeting and... Uh, Captain Sandy Yon says, you know, you kept a smile on your face the whole time. They put you through the paces. They really put you through the ringer there. But you know what you did? You took your naps, you smiled, and you polished that banana. Thanks, Jow. I caught you. I know you're in there polishing that banana. So what I want to offer to you is $12,000 tip. Yeah, it's a little low, but guess what? These were hard guests. Definitely. I mean, you have to deal with some hard times in life. And on this ship, like, definitely. Like, they're really hard to please, all these people. Like, Casey, Colin, uh, Josh, and Hannah. Camila, who's your favorite person on the show? Who do you relate to the most? And what do you think? Who do you think needs the most improvement? Well, my favorite person would have to be Chef Adam. Sure. Why do you like him? Because he actually knows how to cook his food. <laughs> and then the person that I think needs to what, improve the most yeah. is the baby that whines all the time. Who's that? Her name's Casey. Oh. Casey's going to write in. She also she it says she's she's a baby whiner and a puker, so uh, she just needs to work on herself and she needs to work on her health too. Defiantly. So here it is. is a twelve thousand dollar tip. Hannah can't believe it. Hannah's been doing this for seven years, and twelve thousand is way too low for for a three day uh, painful charter like that. Captain Sandy is an optimist. She's like. Hey, everybody, smile. It's great. We went to a great summer camp on the boat. There were no pirates. There was a banana. (laughs) There were smiles. And most importantly, there were lots and lots of naps. Yeah, I love sleeping, too. Naps are really, really good. 